Success is keeping our country safe. Now you want to secure your future. For more than 75 years, University of Maryland Global Campus has helped military service members like you reach your next goal. With 90-plus undergraduate and graduate programs, specializations, and certificates, more than 175 classroom and service locations worldwide, and online and hybrid courses, UMGC is here for you wherever your military service leads you. Personalized advising from knowledgeable military and veteran advisors will help you find the right path, while our military and veteran-specific scholarships make achieving your dreams possible. We'll help you succeed again. Now, active duty military, reserves, and their spouses can qualify for the Military New Graduate Student Savings Program. Eligible students save 30% per credit on most master's degrees and graduate certificates. Learn more at umgc.edu. Certified to operate by CHEV. Hello. How are we all today? Okay. Haven't been one of these for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And as we come out of lockdown, we're going to tackle topics that maybe affect all of us. Yeah. Types. We're going to talk about types. It's funny, actually, because we were talking Do about this on type? Loose Women the other day and how you can repeat your type over and over again until you learn a, le learn a lesson. But then there are Until you're fully, co fully cognizant of what you are doing, you, can, you will keep on making the same mistake. Right, yeah. I mean, if you fall in love with beautiful people, with a beautiful soul, you probably don't give a shit what, what to worry about your type. Mm. But so often, I think people choose a type that, that isn't isn't really probably doing them that much good with women I find more so maybe yeah I do think I do think the idea that you have a type presupposes the idea that you've got an element of choice in it and I don't think it does I think you're drawn to people mm. and you might be drawn to a type but you've got types that are phys physical types you've got personality types you've got social types you know there are certain and there, as much as I find when people talk about have you got a type I've always found it such an odd conversation there's as much to be had about types in terms of who you do choose Mm. But there's also as much to be discussed in terms of who you don't choose or who you absolutely, you know, you know in a month of Sundays you wouldn't go near. Yeah. And we have sort of weird, you know, that's almost as specific as the types that we do go for. It's the types that we don't go for. I'm always interested in the negative. Yeah. Um, but can well, I just of course, say... I've talked a lot about this over the years, just not just on Loose Women, but with my friends and stuff. But I've never really heard about men and their types. That's interesting, yeah. So I'm quite interested in that. I've got a few... I've, I've, I've got, got a few... Either. Well, can I just say an interesting detail about how me and Nadia met? And I think this is kind of appropriate. We met on a series, dating series called Perfect Partner, which was all about the idea, uh, asking the question, do your friends or do your family know the types of men you would go for mm. better than each other, better than you would necessarily? And what always came up, you never saw this part of it because you were never there, you were never presenting these parts, but we would, do, we would shoot the section of the show where me and the group of friends and me and the family members would hit the road or hit a certain environment and we'd go looking. So we'd go hunting. You'd always pick up the point where we had photos mm. of who they'd chosen. And, um, and it was all the discussion was about types. You know, we'd hear, you know, fathers and mothers going, well, he's not quite, he doesn't look her type. You know, all those judgments were being made. And interestingly, across the entire show, no one hitched up apart from us. It's the standard sort of joke and story about getting together. And I wonder whether one of the reasons that happened was that so many of the people looking for love for their loved ones, you know, the friends and the families, were so hell-bent on finding the type they thought was right. And it never was. Do you know what I mean? Well, the fact that they were so specific, though, that the, the contributor about, I've got to have this and I've got to have that, and it, yeah. it, you cannot allow for that chemical reaction that happens. No. 
So you, uh, yeah, as you say, as much as you think you might have a type, you're not really taking into account the chemistry. No, you know, like feeling it. Is there, is there, when we watch um, First Dates Hotel all the time, don't we? And we see people getting on brilliantly, having a lovely evening. And then mm. at the end they say, just that, that spark wasn't there. Yeah. Chemistry. Is that type? Is that, because I, you, you con I find you contradictory whenever I've heard you talk about this. On the one hand, you strike me as the kind of person who would never subscribe to the idea of types because you love people and you mm. are... I haven't you, you had believe, a theme at all. Well, no, and you believe in... Not necessarily for yourself, but you are definite, almost adamant that other people have types. And I've heard you talk about people. You say to... You're so often, you've said to me, she, I would never I have thought think, she's not your type. No, yeah, I, I do. But I do... I, there's always... I think for everyone, there mm. is a running theme somewhere. Right. So I could say, oh, I don't have a type because certainly every person I've been out with has looked completely different from the mm. other person. Mm. I mean, absolutely, completely different. Yeah, so there are some themes in that Alcohol, either they've had a problem with alcohol or their parents had a problem with alcohol. Right. So that's a theme. Yeah. Um, I would recognise myself as a type, if we're taking personality types, I am a rescuer. Right. And a rescuer will come from, usually, if you are as a child, you've had to look after somebody in some way. Then you will, because... Apparently, I mean, I've read quite a few, quite a bit on this, different psychologists. We are trying to fix things mm. in our mm. childhood by who we choose. Mm. So I understand me is that I was a rescuer. I was labelled as that as a child. It was, it was, it was applauded in me as a child. You know, my eldest sister was very, very shy. So I used to look after her all the time because she was shy. And I was mm. always like, oh, now do you look up? And I used to love looking after people when they were ill and all of that stuff. So I am a rescuer. I tend to, on a subconscious level, I will choose people that have some some kind of a sadness or some kind of Black. broken wing. And I was like that from a small child. I can remember, I've told this story before, once being in a cinema and we were so excited about this day out to watch Bedknobs and Broomsticks and at the corner of my eye, just in front of us, a few rows ahead, there was a mum who was really, really horrible to her son and he hit her and he did, he hit, she hit him and all this stuff. And I obsessed through the whole film. I couldn't concentrate on a single thing because I was mm. just so hurt for this person. And that's my rescuing nature. Mm. So I am drawn to people that have, uh, that have broken something, broken, because I want to fix it. Now, that makes me sound like Mother Teresa and it's actually not that. There's all sorts of other reasons why mm. a person can be a rescuer. It can distract but from presumably it can't. But just to pause on that point for a minute, presumably it can't just be that, otherwise you would be falling in love with everyone. So there has to be a physical component. God, I mean, the problem with life at the moment is, isn't it, is that if we ever say anything, I'm not saying this to you, people want to take that as the whole thing. Mm. We no, are no, all no, the sum of many, many parts. So one part of me is a rescuer mm. and one part of me may or may not mm. but there's more of a theme that i'm drawn to people that right. have some sort of a neediness in them i suppose 
you know, a, a codependency, mm. because a rescuer is also a codependent because mm. they need to depend on that person needing them. Yeah. So these are traits within, but of course it's not the whole thing. It's not the only reason I'm attracted to anyone. And actually, if somebody was a completely broken, hopeless case, I wouldn't be the least bit interested in them. Right. So no, it's just a part of somebody. Yes. Um, but it's interesting you should say that because I mean, I, I, I tend to think of types or compatibility in couples. I mean, in terms of like a jigsaw, you know, the jagged edges of mm. a jigsaw piece and, and it's often how they fit together. And because we're no one person is a fixed entity throughout their lives, the edges of our jigsaw puzzle piece change and shift over time. And so they can fit with slightly different people, mm. but essentially they're jigsaw pieces of the same puzzle. Um, and I think that's how I sort of almost think about types is that, yes, I hear what you're saying. You've been more of an enabler, a rescuer, you know, you, you've been drawn... To distract from my own stuff. That's yeah, why absolutely. I was wanted to just finish with it. It doesn't come from a place of I'm Mother Teresa. Just, no. It comes rescuing. If you are a rescuer and if you hear yourself in this description, you're also trying to distract from the stuff that you should be rescuing in yourself. It's a distraction mm. from your own... I don't want to say faults, because, but your own lessons that you're having to mm. learn. If, you put it, if I put it that way, the lessons that I, was, I needed to learn, I was distracting myself by trying to fix other people. And I'm not, I have come on a million miles since then because I have consciousness of it. Mm. So I I think now I have more of a balance in that I, the good side of being a rescuer in that I love to look after people and I love to love people, and, but I don't use it as a major distraction, but it is something I have to be aware of all the time. But in describing your type, and I, I see that in you by default, Going back to what I was saying at the beginning of this, if you do, if you define a type, you also define another type as the flip side to it. So you've defined yourself as that. No, I haven't defined. Not defined yourself, but you understand yourself. You, there, there's a, a common there's a common thread part. that's run through your relationship. Yeah, so that's so, so I hear that. So as you say that, it's weird. I'm hearing what type I am being defined by what type you are. But that's such a codependent thing to say because what you're doing is you're just seeing yourself vicariously through me. No, no, you no, might no. not be that. No, 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 I know, but I, th I, I would say... Because my view our... could be skewed, so yeah. it doesn't necessarily no, 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 mean no, that's agree, what you but are. but I would say that within our relationship, that is how it's worked. I've had sort of, for want of a better expression, struggles, alcoholism, issues and all that kind of stuff. And you've been able to sort of help me through that. Now, I've had all those same problems in other relationships. And the last thing I would say is that all of the women I've been with in my life have wanted to help me. Have been rescuers. <laughs> but, have, you, have, you, have you ever been the rescuer? Yeah, I think there have me. been, I think there have been, I don't want to talk about anyone in specific, but I think there have been moments of people believing they could, there's been a fine line in some of the people I've you. been with between mm. them rescuing me or them being able to prove that they could change me. There has oh, been, and, okay. and then, you know, you know that line that people say, "Oh no, no, no! I know no one else has been able to make him stop this, but I think I can." Oh, and I can certainly think of two that were like that, where oh. there was a sense that perhaps. And I'm not so saying. What that, type is that then? Is that a risk? That's not a rescuer, is it? I wonder what type that is. Well, I mean, there's a bit of controllery in there. Control, control freak. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, control freak. I mean, and that's not to say that wasn't coming from a nice place. Yeah. To begin just, with. Yeah. But I think it, it flipped or the or that the or that it didn't become a nicer thing. I mean, 
You know, the weird thing for me about But maybe why that's happened is that some people, some women want to change the person because they think they will then have that person take it for themselves. I mean, there's the age-old phrase, which is always trotted out, isn't it? You know, I, we met, I loved you, I fell in love with all your differences, and then we spend the rest of our time in a relationship bemoaning and resenting those differences. The very things that you're drawn yeah. to in a person become yeah. the very thing that drives you Yeah, it drives you mad. And, you know, that always... I mean, I remember as a young child, actually... Um, thinking, hearing that concept, or as a young adult, and thinking, oh, that's really depressing. Because it, mm. it feels so true that familiarity breeds contempt, the things that you find quite charming, or sort of, especially around, you know, how we met at the beginning, we were completely carefree and stupid and ridiculous, and we'd do stupid stuff. Obviously, if you carry on I don't like think that, we were carefree, I think we were just pissed a lot. <laughs> well, that's what I mean, I was just kind of like those pissed a lot. I mean, alcohol, alcohol is a great, well, we'll get to alcohol in a minute, but I mean, going back to the types that I've been drawn to, I think if there was any one consistent thing, they've all been very strong women. Yes. Uh, you know, and so I've always been drawn to strong women, and I suppose that's not mm. to be unexpected. My mum was a strong woman in the wrong ways, but also in the right ways. The more I listen to my mum and look at her as a separate adult and not through the lens of my experience of her, I think, God, it's quite remarkable where you came from, what you did, you know, the missions you went on politically, had coming out, which we discussed in a, in a podcast recently. And you sort of think... I saw a strong woman. I had a strong woman in my life. I didn't particularly like her all the time, but she was a strong woman. I could have easily gone the route of wanting to be with women that weren't that strong. Well, they say that you're trying to work out, do you remember when we went to couples counselling, you said, you know, people can leave somebody mm. and then they could come back to me two years later with a different person. It's mm. the same set of problems that you try mm. and work out what went wrong, either in your parents' relationship yeah. together, if you've got two parents, or the relationship that you have with your parents. So... Do you see any of that? Do you see any of you trying to work out the stuff that you couldn't work out with your mum, trying to work it out with the women that you've Well, been I'm going with? to say something really, really revealing now, because I'm... I'm, I'm You're not going to take your pants off. No, 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 because I think it's really important in these chats that we interrogate and examine and, and, and flag up, not past bad behaviour, because it's not just bad behaviour, but what, what is our behaviour about? I find humans just fascinating. Why are we like we are? Like you did. We connect on that totally. If I think back across many of the relationships I had, and I mean relationships, I had a lot of non-relationships, flings, one night, all that kind of stuff. But if I think about the relationships that I had, they were all singularly strong women. Um, and yet, so I was drawn to that, but I struggled with it once I was with them. I struggled with all of them in different ways in terms of their strength of personality and character. So I was obviously like a fly. Like you did with your mum. Yeah, like a fly, I was drawn to the light. Mm. And I've always loved female company. I like all of that. I love, and I love gregarious, you know, women. I was, so I was drawn to it. But I would then, especially, I mean, now I know how to, what it was all about. It was like male pride. It was ego. It was threat. It was jealousy. It was all those things that men go through and, we, you know, we struggle with. And, you know, it's like I keep being drawn, I've always been drawn back to someone who's going to challenge me and who's going to push me, not necessarily in a nice way for me, but I'm going to have my feel like I've got my back up against the wall. Because although, Which is how your whole childhood, you yeah, spent yeah, your whole I suppose, childhood. I suppose you're right, I suppose it was, yeah. But and, I mean, so there's that, so there's that element. I've so. often felt, being really honest and revealing here, that in some of our rows, it's like you're around with your mum and not with me. Oh God, that's hideous. I know. That is hideous. Not, I think not, 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 I think no, no, you've got to don't, don't, don't see it as just totally black and white is what I've said. 
is that the issue no, 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 that it. the issue is 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 just coming vicariously through? Oh, well, I see what you mean because I'm not like it's your mum no, no, standing no, 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 in no, no, a no, sort of, of really weird it. Oedipus way. No, 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 just... no, I get that. Well, no, I know what you mean because I think sometimes I would also in a complete reversal way say that a lot of stuff you haven't been able to take out or, or, or air with your family you've aired with me I think that happens in a lot of relationships mm, the shit that you, totally. you know you can't what... reveal you can't say mm. you haven't got a voice because that's how families work and so you know and I use the phrase I use the phrase a lot in a row but you know the whipping boy in the row at that point we both feel becomes the other one because we're dealing with the shit I mean I know for example and I don't think I'm talking out of turn to mention this my relationship with Izzy's mum I know that Izzy's mum felt too much of my mum and my frustration and anger with my mum in our relationship. I would say that it was because I was at a time where I was in a really bad place with my mum. I was only just coming to terms with a really chaotic childhood. It was I was beginning to have a sense of problems, and and so I do think. So when you say that, I can I can. No, I I've felt that yeah. a lot over yeah. the years as well. I mm. very much not not because your mum has done anything, but I felt the presence mm. of your mum within the anguish. Some, some, a lot of the anguish times in I our relationship. I don't know how much of that is going on for a lot of men, actually. I mean, I think yeah. men's well, relationships Well, and I think, and women, I just think people, I think mm. we bring our parents, mm. we bring them with us mm. into our relationships. Our parents are omnipresent because mm. they're etched into our souls and our decision-making and our, you know, our dreams and our frustrations and our loving of the, the parts we love of ourselves and the parts we loathe of ourselves, they're just there, so... Mm. I do think the other side of, because I know you said we don't really hear much about men's types, but I'm just going to give you the other big thought that I've got. The other side or the type that I've also also always been drawn to is someone who has a very strong family. So they have mm. quite big families and they come mm. from quite sort of fizzy, active, you know, because, and again, that's something that I just didn't have. And I've always been, wanted to belong to a bigger family. It's why I've probably got four daughters, you know, all those things that inform the decisions that you make in your life. So I do think... Not that, that I'd sit there in a pub attracted to someone, oh, you've got sisters, that's cool, we'll all be able to hang out together. It wasn't like that. But I think the idea that someone came from that world, I found, oh, wow. You and, know. and my great sadness is nearly everyone I've been with hardly had any family around them. Oh, right. Isn't that Isn't weird? That's funny. I've always felt quite sad about that. Oh. But isn't it strange that every single person is the same? Yeah. When I think back. I mean, so interesting. Or, or not necessarily that they didn't have a big family, but they're so far away yes. from their family that it's I just wasn't involved. Yeah, I just wasn't mm. involved with somebody but else's family. But I do think family. that happens a lot with men. I mean, women, girls tend to stay more connected to their mm. families. I mean, it's often that sort of adage. I remember as a child thinking, oh, right, My daughter yeah. for life, his son, until she finds a wife. Yeah. Yeah. Finds a wife. And like, you know, you go to the door. It's usually the woman in a relationship. Yeah, family Christmas, Christmas the, yeah, yeah babies. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, that side of things, I've always found... Quite alluring. I've liked that. I've always loved Christmas with most of my partners. It was always like. Oh, but I think great. that's the lovely thing about relationships. If you get some of the stuff that you really mm. wanted, you know, to have a. I mean, I've had to pick carefully around this. Mm, can I say that? Um, certain people, <laughs> um, yeah, haven't have resented. The fact that I have a family. Right. And I think that sometimes I've found, and not just with me, I would say this with my sister Dina as well, they've actually resented the closeness of the family. Right. And wanted to 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 cause a wedge between uh, us and the family. And that's happened so much all the way right. through us growing up. So mm. that's an interesting thing as well, that they think they're drawn to the whole family thing and then they get uncomfortable with it because they feel like they're in competition with it. 
and then they try and draw, put a wedge, yeah. and that's happened countless times. So, yeah. if you're one of those in a relationship, think about yourselves. Well, and also, I tell you, one way you, you can't do that if you live next door to them. <laughs> um, but no, the, and so, so those are the kind of only two threads that I can really think of. In terms of types to look at, this is an interesting one. I think lots of people in couples, so people who are watching this or listening to this who are in a relationship, I think we all get intimidated by what we individually think our partner's previous types are. So I, I for a long time, thought because your ex was sort of tall and dark and all that, that that was what you wanted to get. That was your thing. And who's this squat blonde boy who's kind of really different and, you know, wearing baggy shorts, complete opposite. But I thought that about because all well, your you exes about, are really skinny. And you always thought about... Ponytail ponies, horses. But you, ponies. but you, but you. Everybody is very, very skinny that you've been out with. Well, yeah, I suppose the ones like that you know. Snappable yeah. skinny. Snappable skinny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, whoa, you are skinny. Everybody has been skinny, like, like, like mm. skinny. I guess so. So you would think, wow, that's weird. But I had flings with people who weren't skinny. <laughs> I mean, they weren't Darling, it's fine. I'm just talking about how silly that all is because. I think people too often go, oh, my type is, mm. is this, and, my, and they just talk about the looks. But it, it really isn't. Every single person I've been out with looks so different from the last. It's insane. Like, if you line them all up, there is no common thread between them. Mm. Because, yes, I have to find something attractive about the person physically, but it really, really is going to be the person. I mean, they all are attractive. I, you know, I, I'm not going to try and pretend I'm somebody that's so sorted in my soul that mm. I don't have to find a person physically attractive, because I do. Mm. But that that happens and then that's to one side and then it's all about who you are and how kind you are mm. and how smart you are and how driven you are and all these other things are what is what's going to keep me interested past the first date mm. or the first hour you know so but what do you think of these i think if people are just driven on oh, my type it's got they've got to be thin or they've got well, to be I was about to ask you're going to miss out on so there much there are people like that oh god there are and i think there's more women like that than men I, do I don't know about that. Well, I do. I mean, I know. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't. I think men are much more into the way they look. Or a brunette, or they would go. No, I think that's much more men. No. But how can we know? Uh, let's just I've say heard, it's bad. I've heard so many more conversations with where women say things like, "Oh, I couldn't go out with a short guy." Or I couldn't go out with a guy under a certain... And you're like... Well, you just hear those because you're a man, but the women all hear the stuff that the men say. Because you're short. She's because trying to pretend I'm not five foot ten, guys, and it's really annoying. But, but all the men... You know, you will just hear what you want to hear, won't you, that will endorse any feelings of insecurity and everything. But I, let's just say, I think there's probably an equal amount of men and women that mm. do spend too much time focused on the type the type and the way that they look. Mm. I mean, I'm really interested in people that continuously choose a bad boy over and over again. Somebody that has treated them badly and they come out of that relationship and they'll have the same bottle of wine and cry the same tears. Mm. It's just the same man, different name. Well, that's know? interesting you should say that because, of course, in terms of having four daughters and they all have boyfriends mm. and have had some boy, more than one boyfriend in their time, obviously, the older ones more than the younger ones. Mm. Uh, Kiki's not had any yet. Um, I do find myself as a dad trying to categorise the types they go for so that I can try and better understand the choices my daughters are making so that I can look out for them and, and, and sort of be mindful and be That's aware. That's such a person that suffers with anxiety though, isn't it? Let me think of every possible conv conv convolution. Yeah, no, but person. I'm trying to see. I'm, so I, mean, I can be prepared, yeah, yeah, but no, you but, I can't. Mean, I'm not thinking about types in terms of looks. Again, I really don't think in, in those terms, but I do worry about, you've just brought it up, bad boy syndrome of 
Will, which of my girls and will my girls be drawn to those guys that we know and they will eventually find out will in some way hurt them or let them down? What is that? Gee, why would you be, why are we drawn to well, that? Well, they, because there is an addictive rush to it and that's right. very, very important to, 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 to face mm. in yourself. If you're looking at a bad boy, if you keep going for a bad boy, uh, we were actually talking about this on Loose Women the other day. Also, if you, a lot of people will like a guy and then they'll say, oh my God, he's really keen, he really likes me. Yeah. Oh, well, that's good. I mean, to me, that would be good. Yeah. It's like, wow, I, th- I really I, I really respect people who like as me. If because if thought I was a bit mad. I know, I respect people who like me because I like me. Right. You know, but so most people don't like themselves. If somebody likes me, I'm not going to think, what's wrong with you? So what but, you... hang on, let Sorry. me just finish the thing. But... What I know from a lot of women that I've spoken to over years, and I've spoken to dozens, well, hundreds of women, they're, 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 that theme is that they lose respect for the guy that really likes them. Why do they not That's like the nice guy? Oh, I like him, but he's a bit too nice. But can I just say that? So I think it falls into two groups. They either feel he's too needy, and that's one thing. He's going to need too much from me and I want to be a bit more looked after. Or it can be, and of course there's loads of shades of grey and all different colours in between this, or it can be a proper lack of self-esteem where you can't respect somebody that likes you, which I think is really sad. And and then you get into that vicious cycle. If you meet a bad boy, you have a great time, you're not sure whether he likes you or not, and then he likes you and then there's Mm. this adrenaline rush. But it's a short rush. Think of it like crap. Mm. Because it's going to collapse because he is going to treat you badly. But you see, I know that there are numerous women that I've had an involvement with in the past that would have characterised me as the bad boy that they met because I hurt them or broke their heart or whatever. I'm not going to do it in a sort of cataclysmic way, but I, I hurt, I know I turned well, you, my back on You weren't on committed. Yeah, I wasn't committed. But that bad boyness that you're talking about that becomes a type or that people are... It's like you just said, you said if you love yourself, you won't go for that. But if you, I suppose if you don't love yourself, it's a form of continued self-harm, isn't it? You, you take what you feel you are worthy of and you don't feel particularly worthy of much, so you're going to accept and tolerate bad mm. behaviour. Well, it's like with us very early on in our relationship when you said you were coming back at such and such time and then you stayed the night wherever you were for the party and I just went, and I just said, mm. oh, is that sort? Oh, no, I don't want him. Mm. And then when you called, I said, it's okay, it's not going to work. And you mm. were like, what do you mean? I went, no, because I, I don't like that mm. sort of person. Mm. Because I don't like the way that... Per- I do th- because I don't think I deserve to be treated like that and I don't actually like people like that yeah. that would let people down or... Yeah. So that's that done for me. No, 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 absolutely. And that sort of boundary placing, I do think men are a little bit like infants in that way, that they need those boundaries, sort of those, <laughs> you need a block, put, block, put, block, put. All right, okay. I mean, one of the things I would say, though, is that men know that there is the bad boy thing going on. And I think it sells, it sends quite a confusing signal, certainly when I was a younger bachelor type, when I, you know, was out, out in the field, so to speak. I think there was an element of thinking, this is kind of... I should try and be it. No, not not even consciously. I can allow myself not to think about this too much because it's kind of sexy for some reason. And I wouldn't interrogate that any more than it's getting results. Insofar as, you know, she seems... And I wasn't wasn't out being... I think that's... I I don't... I think you were chaotic. I think Mm. you were in a bit of a mess and you were letting people down and and your morals were definitely... Saggy. Saggy. You're <laughs> such an idiot. Um, Saggy morals. But I do think that there is a line between a bad boy and about somebody being independent and being confident and being and not being um, 
too needy mm. and some and i think that can be confusing for men they can go oh god all the girls are saying they don't like the nice guy well yeah that's but what i mean but you, there's you somewhere, avert, somewhere between the being the nice guy who's just like yeah the yes guy that mm. everything is about you and everything is agreeing with you and everything is what you want and mm. i and everything and it's overthinking the and there's that, and then there's the next one, which is somebody that really likes this person, but also has their own life and has their own thoughts and has their own opinions and has their. But if you think about it, it's exactly the same with how you'd feel about a girl. You know, yeah. it's, it's. But there are many moments, say, when we're watching something like First Dates Hotel, and a boy will be there and he'll be incredibly nice, but he'll just step that bit too far, and I'll, despite myself, go, no, 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 rein it back in, rein it, God, he's giving to. And the girl, I see you all go, why, why? And I'm like, no, he doesn't want to do that. He's, he's making himself too vulnerable. You know, there, I do think there's, there's, a, signal, there's a signal sent mm. out to men that if we show too much sensitivity, that's precisely what's going to happen. People are going to go, no thanks, it's a turn off. And I, so I think, the mm. bad boy, I think the bad boy concept is a very conscious thing in the man's mind because on, on one level, a lot of men who don't want to be bad or mm. even be harsh, but are actually probably really keen and really soft and gooey, mm. are going, uh, become, and it becomes normal for them because it's the way to kind of orientate yourself through relationships because so many women are like, oh, have reacted negatively to you being kind. Mm. I think it's about timing, yeah. if I were to say anything. It's like a friend of mine at the moment who's just newly dating somebody. And uh, he keeps saying to me, the thing is, oh, he's really keen. He, he's he's very keen. I said, well, that's good. So he likes you. Mm. He said, yeah, but what if down the line he's like too like keen? I said, yeah. just stay in the day to day. Yeah. You like him. He's showing you that he likes you. So that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what yeah. do you want? Do you want him to turn up and you're not sure whether he likes you? Mm. But so I would say to somebody, to a man that may have been told too often that he's too nice, don't try and change yourself, but just reserve it a bit. Mm. Just keep some of it mm. in standby, which is what I always do and what I always say to my women friends is don't lay it all on the line. Don't talk about all the times that you've been, been hurt. Don't oh, yes, talk about yes. all the times people have treated you badly. So don't do everything and agree everything. Don't feel that you have to just go where they suggest that you go. Don't be able to go out every single night of whenever they say, or oh, any night I'm free, even if mm. you're... Now, some might say that's game playing. I'm a not lot, talking about game love, playing. A lot of love is. I'm not talking about but game playing like to the point where no, you're hurting and you're manipulating. But it is about not putting all your cards on the table. And so if Mr. Nice Guy or the girl that's been told she's too nice is listening to this, just take this bit of advice. Just go slower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And with you, I, I retreated a bit when we were first together because you were just too, it was too much too quickly and I, I couldn't see. Mm. Because if the person's too up close to you, showing you mm. everything and telling you everything, you can't actually see them. Mm. So you just need that bit of distance to be able to check in with how you're feeling. Well, it goes back to that phrase that we've often, I've often used before in other walks of life, which I mean, I can see it all the time. And these, that's why these shows like Love Island and First Dates Hotel, I think are really socially important, actually. I think they're really key to being able to watch as shared viewing as a family, to be able to sort of prod and test and talk and comment on types mm. and scenarios. That's why we like watching That's them. That's why we like yeah. watching them. But also it's not like we're doing it on a conscious level, like, right, we need to teach each other. But it's like when things come up, it's such an immediate, guttural, instinctive response. I sometimes go, oh my God, no, she's given him too much ammunition. And you, you often hear the girls go, oh, really? And I'm like, yeah, you don't 
don't leave yourself open like that. Don't hand the keys over. So willingly. you never used to think like that. It's me that said no, no, that no, to no, you, no, isn't no, it? I see it they but, just, yeah, but also I've seen. But to be honest with you, you've we've in our relationship, we've been together du during the period of all of my daughters going from children to women having mm. their own relationships. My comprehension of being a man in a relationship is transforming all the time with every development in my daughter's lives. Mm. Uh, because I'm looking at how they work and stuff out, it's making me reevaluate how I've been with every woman I've been with, it makes me ashamed of some things, it makes me feel proud of others. You know, so it's a really, you know, if you're a father and you've got daughters, it's a huge, huge learning curve and responsibility. But can I just say... They we, said we, to me the other day, the girls, they said, they were saying, we were talking about some kind of relationship or something, and I went, well... You see, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't accept that. And they both looked at me. They'd obviously had this conversation about me. And they went, but mum, mum, you're very, very brutal. You're very like, that's it. That's it. You know, and I said, what do you mean? He said, oh, you're always saying, oh, well, that would be it. And I would finish with them. And that would be it. And that would be. And I said, well, you know, I was aware that I've been doing that kind of on purpose to try and show them that you can have boundaries. Mm. Because I didn't grow up even knowing what that word meant. Mm. And I want to just... They won't be able to enact it now, but it will come back to them in later life. And, and, and they'll be able to say, well, actually, they'll have that sense. That's actually not okay. Mm -hmm. And that's the way to, to get to a place where you're in a relationship where somebody treats you in the way that you want to be treated. Mm -hmm. But it's really important that you know the way you want to be treated. Mm -hmm. can, I, can I just quickly just ask before we sort of sum up? There's the clear type of the bad boy type. But is there the bad girl type? Is oh, there the, but is there the sort of, I don't absolutely. know, heartbreaking, treat them terrible, sort of run rapaciously yeah, through fella after fella after fella, fella leaving them like sort of shapeless Yeah, not, caring, not, not yeah. caring about their feelings, yeah. being unfaithful. But I do think whether you're a bad boy lover or a bad girl lover, everything comes from pain. Everything, everything comes from pain. Pain. Mm. The narcissistic lover is, I mean, narcissism, people think narcissists just love themselves. They mm. don't. It comes from very, usually... There's a part of it, but it comes from a place of very low self-esteem. And yeah. apparently one of the most dangerous relationships to have is mm. when two narcissists are brought to, to each other. Right. Because um, then there's just so much destruction. So I think all failures in who we are come from pain and damage from when we were younger. I, do you really know what? Do I, think I, was, I was thinking we should maybe do a, a relationship podcast about... Um, uh, Astrology, because Maddie sat on, uh, the, the, on the sofa the other night and said, "I mean, of all the star signs and all the zodiacs and everything, two Scorpios are the Should worst." Should never be together. So, yeah, Everyone well, said that when we were getting married. Were going, what, how are you getting thing, married? Isn't, isn't that a that's type? A type. That, astrology is a type. We, we, all, we all really invest a lot in this astrological type thing. Oh, well, you're not compatible. We all do it. It's yeah. gobbledygook, but we all do, or is it gobbledygook? Wow, there's so many traits that are the same as I us. I know. I always want to knock it, and then as soon as I've knocked mm. it, I go, oh, that's a bit true. And it's a bit too true. Yeah, Maddie, it's a bit My of God, a we thought Scorpio. we were just going to do a short one. We had so many yeah. other things to well, say about other types. That was but fascinating. We just, yeah. What was it? Yeah. So Am I a so bad boy or a good boy? You're not a bad boy at all. No. I find it you're impossible very... to lie. You're very, you're very kind. I wouldn't be with you if you weren't kind. You know, I, I'm kind, but we both have loads of shit that is not good that we're still working on. Can That's I, it. Can I just admit that you are in, there's one consistent element to you that has been there with all my types. Quite a, quite a controlling, strong woman. And you're not. <laughs> do you think you might have any controlling? Did you see the eyes? Do you think you might? Have, do you think you might have any controlling traits? I've got control fears. Do you think you might be ever controlling? 
Only because you're crap with the detail. Ah, oh, okay. So I'm controlling, but you're only controlling because of me. <laughs> yes, of course. Anyway, let's talk See, about even controlling behaviour, <laughs> which we would recognise, I think each of us would admit that we are control freaks. I think we should talk about that. In different areas, even that comes from a place of fear. People that are controlling are trying to control everything so that they don't... Can so I make a suggestion that our next chat is about... Who's Being in a controlling freak? relationship. Who's the, who's the control freak in your relationship? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah and I think the thing is, it's important to recognise when you're both control freaks. Exactly. Nadia. Mark. <laughs>